I'm sorry, are you addressing me? Because your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> Starting with myself, Dr. Bones, and Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? I'm good, man. I'm all good. I'm, I'm cold, but probably not as cold as you are over there, as we were saying off air. Uh, and other than that, I'm living the dream, mate. How are you? Very well, uh, Mike. Well, tonight we have a special guest. We have uh, uh, Mike Trudgeon in-house to, to play a couple songs off his new album, All the Pretty Things. So welcome, Mike. Hi, guys. How you doing? Very well, Mike. How's it going with you? Good. So we're going to be doing Facebook Live here in just a second. I'll get that set up here just so people can stream it as well. And we're on Facebook at New Music Saturday. You'll be able to find it. So we're going to set this up right now. So we'll be streaming uh, the interview live as well. So And uh, we are live right now. So we are live on our Facebook fan page. So we'll get this set up. So if, uh, Mike, you want to push in just a little bit there just so <laughs> people can see you just a little bit. So we are at New Music Saturday. Uh, 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 pretty much on Facebook Live, and we are also on Twitter at DRC Bones and at Mike Five. So first off, uh, Mike, you've done a, a numerous amount of different like projects and uh, solo stuff. And the one that Mike and I, uh, my, uh, myself, Mike Five and I, got to know you was uh, through uh, with a fox. Correct. So we'll start there now. Um, be let's put it this way: before with a fox. Uh, you were still kind of, I guess, being around, jumping around. What uh, were you kind of getting? Well, maybe not bored with the soul stuff, but did you want to get into a band, start a band, or what was the idea behind kind of getting up and starting out with that band? Um, I think it was just uh, expanding on um, content to be able to stay busy on the, the music scene itself. Um, you can't play solo every single night without boring everyone, right? So 
adding a band can offer like a whole different dynamic to all the writings that I, I usually do. But it all starts here from like the solo projects and we expand on them uh, with uh, vocals and we tie it into a different genre altogether. Right. Now, that being said, with uh, the collaboration with, with a Fox, uh, I mean, I did talk to uh, Jagger and a few of the guys, uh, Justin couldn't make it, but two of the guys we talked about briefly about how the band dynamic worked. Now, that being said, just generally speaking, are you, do you input the most to the whole band? A lot of the time, did you input the most whole band and they kind of worked around you or how did that work? Uh, pretty much. Um, I had <laughs> the general ideas um, and uh, the, the guys were fantastic at expanding on them and taking them in, in whatever direction they wanted to go. So was, that's why um, the uh, the album was kind of, all both albums were pretty uh, eclectic. Right. Right. In the, the feel, because I think everyone had their different types of input. Right. That's as, true. As do each song <laughs> kind of came about. No, but, Mike, Mike and I bought, did buy both albums, so we both have them. So. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just, uh, just to, to elaborate on that a little bit. Now, I know you're very eclectic as far as the types of styles you can play. Mm -hmm. And uh, going from there, I mean, just I'm trying to think of the best way to, to, to word this. I mean, I've been kind of thinking about this question on off all day about how uh, your, your input, how you can go from just kind of basic acoustic to kind of plugging it in and then kind of putting volume up. Now, is that easy transfer? Do you write the songs thinking, well, maybe somebody will play his acoustic or is it just kind of straight electric for songs like that that you play with, with, with a box, like an alternative rock song? Um, that's a tough one. It, it, every song is different. So if it needed like uh, be uh, beefed up with an electric guitar, we would definitely go that route. Some songs, we it was um, the bed tracks were all acoustic and we did uh, overlays with uh, the electrics on top. Um, I think uh, like War With You is a classic one. I did that all acoustically, first of all, and then we doubled up with electric afterwards, right? So right. It, and it makes a really nice uh, feel to it, right? And it gives a really nice um, presence underneath uh, those single notes, right? Right. Now, now lyric-wise, uh, again, are you bringing that to the table as well, or is that just, is that a collaborative, or, or was that, at that time, was that just Justin come? Um, I've had the, the awesome benefit of working with people that were great lyricists themselves, like the singers. Right. So uh, most people didn't really have to have any sort of uh, input on the, uh, any sort of how the lyrics went itself. It was, uh, for the most part, it was all uh, Justin, uh, I'm pretty sure. Right on. Now, moving on from there, once you guys take a hiatus, and we're not going to go too deep into that, I mean, Mike and I know because we talked to Jagger and kind of mm -hmm. just, uh, dealt with that, but uh, briefly this summer, you had a new band, uh, Crystal Kirk and the Drive. Right. Now, um, I'm not sure if you want to talk too much about that. I know it was just a few months of, of work, but... Right. Uh, um, she's, uh, Crystal Kirk is an amazing vocalist, and uh, yeah, we teamed up. And uh, we uh, worked our butts off to uh, put our sound out there. And we got some, some really key uh, gigs. And um, we put together enough uh, finances to uh, start recording our first album. And then a uh, week before, um, it all just fell apart. <laughs> and so that pushed me in uh, uh, leaving uh, the Sugar Shack where, we, where I recorded my album at. Um, in a bind as well right. uh, for recording time because 
that's their paycheck. Well, <laughs> right? absolutely, of course. So um, uh, to honor that agreement, I, uh, I took these songs that I was working on, uh, considering recording in uh, 2019, and um, I, I streamlined it to uh, put finish it up so I can uh, record ASAP. Right. So they were both 75% done. And I guess the biggest hardship was trying not to make it sound like the tra the tracks were all rushed and yeah. and whatnot. Fair enough. And it, it, overall, I, I'm very happy how it turned out. Well, that's good. Considering. Because, well, that's the last thing you want to hear. Someone saying like, "Oh, it was a good album," but these tracks sound a little rushed. I mean, yeah. I think at some point, not all bands, but some bands have kind of let's say we'll, we'll say a quote unquote rushed album. Mm -hmm. And the first one that comes to mind right at the hop, and no, Mike, I'm sure you with me with this one was Nirvana's Incesticide. Yeah, that wasn't that all like B-sides and stuff anyway, it was a it, bit weird. It was, but it was rushed too because they did, they did actually did record some of those songs in studio. I mean, yeah, like before, yeah. before the album was released, they weren't all, they were B-sides, but they were kind of redone a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Obviously the most rushed um, albums are what the ones by the band Rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Musical fact right there. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to pass you the mic and let you ask a few questions. Cool. Um, thank you for passing the mic to Mike so I can talk to Mike. Like someone's going to say it, so let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> so, that's cool. Um, so, Mike, for for anyone that's not heard, like, well, in fact, it's not been released just yet, has it? So no one's heard really the new stuff apart from I've seen some Facebook live videos and stuff like that. But tell us, tell us what this sound is. To describe how this awesome music is uh, is going to pleasure people's ears. Um, the, for my 2017 album, it was everything was very dry. It was just straight in your face uh, acoustic. And so this time I wanted to uh, make it a little bit more uh, dynamic and kind of like pull out a lot of the folk feel. So I did a lot of uh, overlaying with some banjo on a lot of the acoustic parts. And then um, we did some really heavy reverb on uh, man on electric mandolin underneath some of the tracks. And it gives us really nice ambient feel, right? It just lifts everything up. So like uh, Catching Fireflies has been uh, like a, a trending um, track so far. I do have it released. It's on all the, the uh, digital... Uh, um, uh, streams so you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and all that. It's there, it's out there. Um, I, I, made, I wanted to make sure that it was all set up in time. <laughs> I'm not a guy that sits there, right? So, uh, even though my album releases on December 10th, uh, December 8th, sorry, yeah, um, uh, I, everything's ready to go. <laughs> Cool. Okay, yeah. that's, that's what could be. For some reason, I had it in my head. It was coming out later, but then I was like, well, I've definitely heard it, but that's probably why. <laughs> so, yeah, so, that's cool, man. So, overall, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a just the mandolin. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, just before we keep going here, just in case people know, well, well, Mike and Mike are talking. I'm, I'm tweeting and doing social media here, so I am paying attention. So I'm not just my head down and nodding off here. <laughs> just, 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 just so people get a feel of what's going on, because this is the first time. We've ever done uh, a live video because the the musicians been in house with us, so it's 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 a it's a fun uh, fun thing, and it's been a while. And the last time we did something like that was probably at least two years ago, and it was all right. But no, this is working a lot better because I was trying to do Snapchat and that sort of well, which I will do. So uh, <clears throat> bear in mind, keep that in mind. So Dr. Bones and a mess on Snapchat, and that is posted on our website at newmusicstory.com as well as our Instagram that sort of thing. So uh, <clears throat> that being said. 
Uh, Mike, let's get to uh, one of the first ones you're going to play for us. So what do you have for us? I was going to play Catching Fireflies. It's, it seems to be the, everyone's favorite so far. All right, so here we go with uh, Catching Fireflies. This is off Mike Trudge's new album called All the Pretty Things. Dig this, and here we go. Studio. That was Mike Trigger with Catching Fireflies, and I'm just posted that Snapchat. Also, he was all on our Facebook Live, just posting about a minute of it on Instagram as well. Man, that was a great tune. And we talked, uh, Mike and I talked uh, briefly before we went on air, actually before we talked to you, Mike Five. And uh, I said, you know, some of the tonality to the song and, and the pick can remind me of of uh, old Tea Party. I know the Tea Party because we played them a few times on their show because we got permission from them to play a few songs from Splinter Soils and yeah. Twilight. 
So, man, great tune, Mike. I just like a very, nice. very melodic. It just, it, it had a kind of, kind of pick me up, but it kind of had the, a little bit of a kind of dark side to it as well, as, as far as like it, uh, uh, well, yeah, I was trying to make it, um, have like a very magical feel about it. Cause it's like, just reminiscent of those kids at, at in the evening hours trying to catch fireflies, right? It's just, it's kind of, well, <laughs> you know, you know, you mentioned that, you know, I think with too, cause, uh, um, my family was years ago. Short and skinnies. We used to go to a certain place in uh, in Maine, in the U.S. Maine, and I remember like the first few times we went down there at night. I started seeing fireflies for the first time down by the beach. Like, well, what the hell's that? The fireflies and they're just lighting up everywhere. And oh then, yeah. After, after that, you start to notice yeah. it more and more, right? And yeah. actually, one of our uh, favorite bands is actually called the Fireflies. Oh, the UK nice. As well. So there, there's a quick <laughs> time a that, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I quit kind of shameless self promotion for the Fireflies. So, um, but man, yeah. I really, really do this when I said more, more or less for more than anything, the tonality and just the kind of like the kind of pick me up and kind of, kind of, yeah, perfect kind of, we'll call it sway, I guess the best way to put it. Yeah. Peaks and valleys. Yeah. <laughs> the best way. Good. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I personally thought that was absolutely amazing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful tune. The harmonics in that are brilliant, but also the, however you've got that guitar set up, that deep bass note thing is just gorgeous yeah. with the melodies. Absolutely fantastic. Sounded <laughs> brilliant live as well. <clears throat> I always think that, um, you know, from, from coming from a guy that, you know, basically just plays power chords and, and kind of shreds <laughs> a bit in a band, I always think it's like quite, it's amazing doing anything on your own, but also sitting there and doing something so intricate is really brave. So yeah. I thought that was excellent, man. You would know perfect. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> really impressed. So, um, Getting to our next questions, uh, this new album, uh, which comes out on, well, it comes out in December, and you're going to do uh, <clears throat> pretty much the, the premiere live at Fireside Grill, yep. which is about, roughly about 50 minutes from Bonsuyo. Unfortunately, Mike, it's thousands of miles away from you, but <laughs> that, 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 that's happening in, in a couple of weeks. Now, do you have anything special prepared for that besides just jamming some tunes from it, or is this... Um, doing the nature of like how it sort of all kind of fell into my lap produce this album and uh, to release it. I didn't have a chance to, um, I, I was trying to have a, a supporting band behind the tracks, because some of the tracks do have um, uh, drums and bass and, and keys along with it. Right. But um, that there was just not enough time and I didn't want to half-ass it on a stage. So I, I'm, I produce, I'm playing them just as I, I normally would um, any other time. Um, I might do some looping and do some like extra leads over top. But other right. than that, yeah. Now with uh, drums, bass, and keys, now were those was that initially planned? Did you add that yourself? Did you kind of orchestrate that, or were you just kind of kind of put it to uh, uh, we'll call it uh, um, studio level musicians? Or um, we had um, uh, one day we had uh, Richard Gracious, who's from uh, Mountain of Wolves here in town. Um, he was in uh, Sugar Shack at the time and helping uh, record the, the drum side. And uh, when I stepped out to grab uh, my friend uh, Adam McNeil, who did the bass, uh, he jumped on on uh, Wolzer. Wolzer? Wolzer? Wolzer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did one of those old, old uh, 1970s uh, electric pianos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the, the actual pronunciation of this thing. But yeah, anyways, he added some uh, layers of that on uh, one of the songs, um, Clockwork, and it just just buttered everything up. It was, and so from there, I'm like, now now I see how we're gonna go, right? And so right. it, it kind of set the tone for it, and uh, yeah, it's a, another fun track. You know, quick <laughs> quick side note, just because of the pronunciation, uh, 
<clears throat> I'm sure you've seen it, and Michael Paul, you've seen it as well. In Deadpool 2, when he's like, no, no, no Bill Pinter's like, he goes, you're my Tom Cruise. He goes, you're my Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst? Because <laughs> 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 I wasn't sure which one it was. So there, 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 there's a quick tie because Mike and I tend to sidetrack a lot. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it all ties back to music. So it's almost like six weeks of separation sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, that being said, like the, the album, um, we uh, none of us have heard it yet. Well, not heard of it, have heard it yet. But what was uh, your idea behind the album besides kind of not necessarily having the, the kind of the, the, the extra songs you write for Crystal Kirk, but just the idea behind it? Was it meant to be kind of straightforward, meaning just kind of <clears throat> saw, no, I wouldn't say boring, no, I'm trying to think of the best way, best way to put this. Uh, was it kind of kind of upset for a kind of like an up and down meaning, kind of like an easy stream, or was it just kind of set where? Now, these are all the tunes I'm writing, so I'm going to make them work no matter which order they're in. Um, no, I, I listened to the, the overall tracks like over and over again to try and position them appropriately within the mix. Just so like um, all the uh, the full production pieces aren't all bulked together. Right. Right. And um, um, in my last album, there was uh, one song ended on a certain key, and then the new song began on a single key, and it will sound like the same song was happening again. So I'm like, I didn't want to have those same mistakes, right? right. So, so yeah, uh, I did take a lot of thought into okay, <laughs> positioning all the right on. Um, yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead, Mike. But as for um, the other elements, like, I knew I wanted to have uh, banjo and mandolin in the mix, and if I know laying down the guitar tracks and then putting um, uh, percussion over top can be a bit of a tricky thing right right so uh we, we tried it out on a couple of tracks and and everything was working nice and it just kept up with a really good organic feel right i didn't want it to be too whitewashed <laughs> right no, fair enough right like it's so polished right it feels like uh um, like a studio band right and right so like, keep that natural feel about it so you kind of like we'll call the garage band feel too as well as the kind of almost finished product right? yeah now, uh, between yourself and Mike, since you, you're both uh, musicians and both guitarists, um, we, I've always, and I've heard, and this is not, not a not an uncommon, it's almost a generic term, where musicians always say his songs never finished. Now, do you have any songs that are on the quote-unquote cutting room floor that you'll be working to put on this album, or do you have any that you're working on, on now to kind of work towards the next thing, the next project? Oh, yeah. I have. I have enough uh, right now for um, a large EP, maybe another six tracks. Oh, really? Nice. Right, yeah. So I have, I have a ton of material. Um, uh, one of the tracks we worked with uh, the pairs, uh, which are um, uh, three fantastic female vocalists, and they do the three part harmonies. They're just just melt, like just melt your heart. Like it's just amazing work uh, with their um, uh, drummer um, uh, Steve. Uh, it was another fantastic guy as well, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't get Steve on this this recording. <laughs> so, but um, there's there's like uh, we did a, a song on the, this album called Lazy Sunday, and just watch it on a Sunday, you'll just it's just awesome, yeah. <laughs> right? It's amazing work what they did, and uh, so I think it's in the works of, for maybe in the next year to try and work on maybe a couple more projects with them. And harmonize our uh, skills together. Well, very cool. And uh, the one thing uh, that actually that Mike and I on the show have run big time is a lot of female vocals because there are so many out there, and it's just a matter of like can I try and discover and find them. And 
we've found like female vocalists, like amazing beautiful female vocalists as far as like Sweden. Yeah. And like Mia Close, Mike from Sweden. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I don't remember the top of my head, but uh, um, Lost Division from Finland. And that's another, I mean, and then obviously we have Anne from Nimway locally, right? Yeah. So there, there, there's, there's a lot of decent female artists and we, we try to, every like at least once a month, we have uh, our dedication to, uh, just we kind of uh, generalize as females, females of rock. Mm -hmm. So we go through all that and uh, it's nice because it's, there, there, there's starting to be that division again where as you know, the females are putting their influence on music again and people are starting to recognize which should happen because I mean, at some point, no matter what it is, whether it's music or what have you, you know, it's going to be dominated by what by one and then kind of picked up by the other. And but at some point, they're going to kind of inter intertwine, kind of melt into one sort of thing. And that's yeah. what's happening again right now. And that's the greatest thing because we're loving it. Because just some of the vocals we've heard over the past, let's say, make, like, maybe like six months have just been like just mind blowing at range and, and just harmonies and just in general. One of our favorites is a band that was recently called Real. They, they, they moved to uh, Ohio, a band called. Uh, Hands of Blue, and their singer Gina, she only started taking vocal lessons about now, be played about two years ago. But man, you'd never know. And she's just those pitches she hits, it just, it just, it just blows you away. It's kind of sits you back. It's like, like, man, she is something else, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Mike, you're trying for a few more questions, then we're going to another song. Yeah, cool. Well, actually, so I was going to ask you about the instruments. So first of all, so I was going to ask you about the uh, this banjo and the mandolin because that sounds amazing. But you sort of you sort of talked about those a bit already. That's yeah. right on my street. But seeing as we're on Facebook Live and people can actually see you, do you want to talk us through this absolutely beautiful looking guitar and just tell oh, me what's going on with this? This is uh, Stonebridge, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is it is an amazing pen right. Yeah. <laughs> An amazing uh, instrument. Um, this is uh, their G25, and um, it's got an um, alpine spruce top. Um, I think it's uh, aged, like long, and uh, it's got cone bindings. And then we've got rosewood backs and sides. And yeah, it plays like a dream, right? Like it's uh, yeah. It's got a a K and K uh, Trinity system in it. So it's got no. an internal mic and it's got a bridge pickup and nice, okay, and a neck pickup, I believe. And uh, I don't know much about the electronics. The <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one minute. Quick sidetrack: the acoustic I have, which Mike you've seen, is that Yamaha Classical, which I've had for at least yep. twenty years. I, and sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I, I learned off the of Yamaha. They're solid guitars as a beginner guitar. If, if I was to suggest anyone to get a guitar, get a get a Yanny. Because they're they're beasts. They they just oh, I played mine for twenty years. I wore whole like spots on like the the fretboard, right? I actually did that too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, just recently in July, because I I had a I had a, a pretty much an open mic uh, night for my birthday, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to have my my Yamaha restrung because I'll admit I I can't do the twisting at the ends. I don't know how to do it because they're nylon strings. But oh okay. So I took it I I, I took it to. Uh, uh, there's there's two shops. They have one south and one north end. And uh, Long McQuaid. Thank you, Long McQuaid. Thank you. So shout out to Long McQuaid for, for doing my guitar, doing a great job on it. So they fixed the bridge, the whole thing. So I had a cracked bridge and everything. Oh, wow. But it, it cost me next to nothing. They did a fantastic job. But that's what I learned. Honestly, I learned how to play initially on a electric guitar on a profile, so that no name guitar it was two hundred bucks, and I, I went from that to a classical. And my buddy sold me for twenty bucks. A buddy who I still keep in touch with is a friend through high school. And 
I'll be down with the guitar is still isn't working and working nice and just the sound too is awesome and I love to play certain tunes on that. So <clears throat> there's my connection. But my point <laughs> being with that is what I actually did to make it electric because this is going back to say 94, 93. Remember that Mark, Mike, you saw that pick I posted of the band I played with in, when I was 25 years ago? Yeah, that was amazing. So I, posted on Instagram I couldn't work out which one was you though. What's that, sorry? I couldn't work out which one was you. The guitarist, <laughs> man. Like the one, it's, like, yeah. I think that. It's like, who are all these really young people? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, thank, thanks a lot, though. But point, but point being is, I did a show uh, by myself. I did a, a solo show uh, at my high school at the time. And what I did for an electric connection to my acoustic is uh, there's this uh, music shop, and I bought it. What it was was a, was a beer cap with some, some like stucco in it. So you know, you pick the best place uh, on your acoustic to kind of get the best sound out of it. Yeah. And it's got a jack hookup. So I you know plugged the jack into my, my patch cord, put my amp in. There you go. All of a sudden, my acoustic is electric without having to put anything added to it. Just kind of sticks like <laughs> right in the middle. And man, just the it, odd shock here and there. Yeah. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> but it was it was a good time, but and it worked well at the time. It was it was still very cool. So there's a there's my quick connection there. <laughs> love it, I love it. I've got a random question to ask you, Mike. Sure. I've got two. Right, first of all, you prefer Mike or Michael? Because I've seen you online as both. Uh, either's fine. Um, cool. I guess my um, my business profile is Michael. So. <laughs> right. so. Cool. <laughs> and that wasn't really the question there. My question was, if you could go shark diving, bungee jumping, or skydiving, which one would you do? <laughs> All three at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't done any of those, and I would love to do them. Um, uh, I guess uh, shark diving. <laughs> totally agree with you on that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I, Man, really, because you wouldn't even do bungee jump because you're scared of heights. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, right? <laughs> I'm not so up for the bungee. I mean, the thing is, though, I, I, the bungee jump, d- jumping kind of, I'm like, what is that? Skydiving, I totally do, weirdly. Oh, really? And I okay. definitely do shark. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, there you the, go. The, the, fir- <laughs> the first few jumps would be tandem anyway, so it wouldn't be by yourself, right? So it'd be a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take, uh, well, not necessarily a break, but uh, we're going to hear another song from Mike. So what what have you got for us next? Um, I'm just going to play my song. uh, It's on the album, uh, New Beginnings. New Beginnings. So here we go with Mike Trudgeon and a new song from All the Pretty Things called New Beginnings. Take this. It's in a different tuning, so just check things. Yeah, for sure. No problem. On on this show, literally, I think goes, we we learn to deal with the the punches. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Thank you. 
song of his brand new of all the pretty things no that that's a cool man at cool song and watching you play uh man you, you got like you know they just cooking your thumb and that they're kind of almost like slapping you know you know you know think like kind of almost like slapping and popping for bass so like uh, <laughs> how, how does that kind of figure into the style you're playing um um it's i go through like all the different type of beat sequences like when I'm thinking of a song, like I try like everything out of the kitchen sink pretty well, right? Until it falls on something that's feeling natural. Um, the swing at the the neck, is, it just seems like just a good flare stop, right? Like the right to throw something in, in the, the viewer's face, <laughs> right? Right? For like, oh, what just happened, right? Like, so <laughs> take that. You see that? Yeah. Did you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So um, we've got a few minutes uh, more left here. Uh, so let's talk briefly about what you got coming up. So we have uh, the EP, uh, sorry, the C release uh, December 8th at Fireside Grill off Commissioners. Yep. And let's talk a little bit about that. So you have uh, two supporting acts. Yep. Um, uh, I'll be doing that with uh, the Pairs as well. They were also featured on the Lazy Sunday. So they were part of the album. So it just way off the hop makes sense. But uh, before we did that op option, we were already... Um, they were already on the bill for uh, way back in the beginning of the year to try to focus on this track like this. So uh, we got the pairs and um, there's Luke Mickelson, who's also uh, from uh, Brickhouse uh, Guitars in uh, Kitchener. And uh, there he's the contact for Furch Guitars or Stonebridge or S. Oh, I can't remember the, the agency anyways that I'm endorsed with, with the guitar company. Um, he's uh, the representative there, and he's another phenomenal um, folk uh, Canadiana type style uh, mm -hmm. singer songwriter. And he's, I he gave me his album two years ago. It's still in my uh, CD tray in my car. 
Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is really good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Paris when they came up with their EP. I've been taking that out. They're just it's just gonna be an amazing night. Oh, we still talk about that. The, the stuff we have on our on our phones or just the C's we have in our car. Uh, for example, for myself, Mike is so both Em and I both have a copy of uh, of Crushed by Pimps. Yeah, yeah. So it's a band from the UK that uh, we actually we listen to because because uh, Em has it in her car. I got my phone, so we listen to that on the way on the drive up to Niagara. <laughs> so we did videos. Yeah. So we we did, we did have Marco goes boho as well playing in the background, but uh, just it's, it's fun stuff like that. Um, just a few more questions here. Uh, so we had that, that show coming up. Now, I, like, I know I, I know I already asked about what you have planned for the show. Now, this, this album, how, how long is the album? Like, was there like a specific, um, what's the best way to put it, a specific idea behind me? Like, do you have like a, a theme to it or is it just kind of kind of whatever works? Uh, originally, I was going to have uh, 10 songs for it, uh, maybe 11th, and I realized I'm like, my first album had 12 songs, so I'm like, right. let's just do another 12 songs. I already had one that was 75% the way it done. Right. And um, I threw that on the mix. And that actually ended up being uh, Lazy Sunday. So. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. So it was a, a fantastic addition. <laughs> so uh, my next question is, and then I'll pass it back over to you, Mike Five, is uh, I tell you this off air and play on air too as well. Influences. If you had to name, let's say, one or three, where it was easier for you? What is that? <laughs> what do you got? Um, I say uh, Don Ross was uh, one of the big one. He uh, taught at uh, my uh, high school. Well, okay. I would say, he didn't teach. He was friends with uh, my guitar teacher in high school, and he would make guest appearance all the time. So that's where I got the whole idea to do this percussive style right. instrumental. Um, and another phenomenal Canadian artist. And um, as for other... Uh, I listened to a lot of opera, like growing up with uh, yeah. my dad, um, like uh, just chilling out on uh, the evening hours. He would throw on opera, and we'd discuss and go through all the movements and everything. And so I think that takes a lot of uh, the engineering of how the songs oh, work, right? For sure. And, no, and, and I can, I can kind of relate to that as well, because both my parents growing up, we had jazz and classical and opera all the yeah. time. So it'd be at a CBC with Jurgen Goff, just to promote him. i still in the air, but had him as well. And as well as musical, so they went to Cats and found the opera. So yeah. we grew up all around that stuff. So we were very, very versatile as far as like musical likes. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, and I've mentioned this many times before. You know, with a lot of musicians, I respect them, but country, I just, I just I can't do. Yeah. I can't do it. I respect <laughs> musician. Yeah, are we are, talking new country? <laughs> well, but, yeah, mainly new country. Yeah. Right? Old country's not so bad, yeah. but respect the musician and, and <clears throat> musician and and what they put out. But point being is that just sometimes can be a little too cheesy. You know, you guys have great vocals or are great musicians, yeah. but there's a, that extra little bit. Of, yeah. uh, no, I just <laughs> I can't do it. But yeah. so that sort of thing. So Mike, can I pass a, that quote unquote uh, proverbial mic back over to you? <laughs> um, well, look, why don't, why don't we go out on this? Because this has been a really good time. I've enjoyed the tracks. I've enjoyed the interview. Gin, vodka or tequila? all right well um you know what if you have time mike we have a few more minutes can we jam one more song here another song yeah just sure um last one i promise they just kind of was kind of impromptu but uh if you have time let's jam it if not we'll uh, kind of turn Um, off here all right well we do uh, we'll do another one off the album yes please Thank you.
This one's all the pretty things. Awesome. Last song off to be played tonight. <laughs> Man, it's been such a great time. Mike, thank you so, so much for stopping by the Ball Studio and doing this interview. We've had a great time, and we'd love to have you back on sometime soon. Well, for sure. Thank you very much for having me, guys. So until then, uh, Mike, uh, Five, you and I will be back in a few minutes for uh, part two, kind of mixing with part one. we got a lot of music played tonight. So until then, we'll be back in about five, ten minutes. We'll talk to you soon. Bones out. And a big, big thank you to Mike Trenton for stopping by for doing the interview. Thank you. All right, guys, well, we'll talk to you in about five, ten minutes. Until then, bones out.